0: Welcome to the QAC Team Podcast Series with your host, Charles Luttrell. Our series features leaders and business owners in your community discussing the customer experience, employee satisfaction, and performance improvement. Our series will help share strategic ideas for coaching and mentoring through mystery shopping in a post-pandemic economy. And now here's your host, Charles Luttrell. Okay, everyone. I am here with Gladys. Gladys, are you with me? Yes, sir. All right. Thanks for joining me.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having us.
0: Absolutely. So tell us about who you are and what you do.
1: Uh, I'm Gladys Springsteel. Um, My husband and I, my husband John and I both uh, own and operate 410 Empanadas food truck. Um, It's actually a trailer, but on paper, um, it's actually still considered a truck. And uh, we opened our windows February eighteenth. Uh, sorry, February sixteenth of twenty eighteen. So this February will be five years, and I can't believe it's been five years.
0: Oh wow, five yeah. years. Yeah. Wow. And I noticed your—is it orange?
1: Yes, she's orange. So. She, oh jeez. Yeah. She's oh, orange. her name is Greta. Her name is on the on the <laughs> on the side there in vinyl. Um, Great. And um, yes, we wanted to name it four one oh like oh like. You know, like the Orioles O.
0: Oh, oh wait for O. Oh.
1: Yes. Unfortunately, <laughs> that O is trademarked and we couldn't do it. So we just left it as 410 or 410 empanadas. And, but they said we could copy the orange Orioles color. So we did. So at right. least we got the orange for the Orioles because we are diehard Orioles fans.
0: Oh, that's great. Well you can't you can't copyright a color because you know that's just Well
1: yes, no, you're right. Well that's why they say, well, you can have the color, but you can't have the O. Okay, right. got it. I see that. <laughs> Understood. I don't want to yeah, get sued. Okay.
0: You don't want to get sued. <laughs> nope. Absolutely. And you've been in business for five years.
1: And yes. So why did you decide to be a business owner?
0: What gave you that spark?
1: I well, I'll be very honest with you with my husband. Um, So I have a full time job. I work in the marine engineering field uh, with oil. I can't say much about that. But that's the field I'm in. Uh And I've been doing that for 26 years. And my husband, um, he is a machine mechanic. Um, And when we left my company decided to move to Virginia Beach. So we moved there in 2011. Then they moved us up to Baltimore in 2013, and at that time he decided, you know, we decided, you know what, um, let him retire early. He was barely 50 years old, but he retired, um, and he was watching the boys because we had all our family in Jersey. We were just here by ourselves, just me and him and our twin boys, because our older son was out in college in California, and so we and they were what 13 the boys, 13 or. 10, 11, something like that. I forget how old they were. So he was pretty much a stay-at-home dad while I worked. And um, then he got a little older. He started doing some, you know, little work, uh, tractor supply. He worked for a little while. and Then he was doing landscaping. And this, the happiest, most laid back, nothing bothered him, man, that I fell in love with and we got married, was coming home grouchy, in a bad mood, hated life, all because of this one job that he had. So I said, no, we're done. I said, we are not going to do that. I said, we are going to do something about it. So we decided to take our savings and open a business. Now, the thing is, what were we going to do? Well, working at Tractor Supply, every Thanksgiving, they had this potluck dinner. So my husband would say, hey, why don't you make some of your empanadas and bring them in so they could all enjoy them? So that's exactly what I did. I made 100 of the smaller ones. And, um, it got to the point where people were like, Hey, can I buy these from you? And I'm thinking, yeah, okay, sure. You know, so I'd make 20 here, a couple dozen there. And it got to the point like, well, what other feelings do you have? What else can I buy from you? And one lady says, you know, why don't you guys open a food truck? And I'm thinking, yeah, right. I'm gonna open a food truck. Well, (laughs) sure enough, it was months. Uh, that, that was around, that was November. And then that, um, winter, that summer we placed an order for a trailer. It took Back then, it only took a couple of weeks. Not like now; it'll take you a few years. Um, and we picked her up. I was uh, July, August of 2017. My my husband started working on it. He built the food truck by himself. Started in September when the boy started school, and then by December we got our permit, and February we opened our windows. So that's where it started, literally. Wow.
0: Now, when you say smaller empanadas, is is there like are they different sizes? I, never, I didn't know there were different sizes.
1: Yeah, well, standard empanadas are five inches. That's standard across the board. Most countries will make them five inches. Um, it's um, some, you know, I've been to Miami. on uh, am part Cuban, so we'll have some kind of uh, link to Miami. Down there, sometimes they roll out the dough a little thinner, but bigger, so they're huge. But you're eating a lot of dough, not a lot of filling. Um, I, would, I had... Um, the, these little, um, uh, disc cutters, um, uh, disc is the dough that goes, that wraps around the filling. Uh-huh. So I had uh, a set of cutters, like mini two inch, three inch, four inch and five inch. So, I uh, to make a hundred at them back then, it was a lot on me cause I wasn't used to making that much. I used a little three inch cutter and I made three inch empanadas to bring to my husband's company for them to eat. But standard across the board, they are five inches. Some people will make them a little bigger, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, five inches is standard, and that's our size. I, I try to be as standard and traditional as possible, right? With, ex, with exceptions, of course.
0: Right now, three-inch empanadas would, would that be would that be considered like finger food? If I if I had to like I categorize, guess? It? yeah, honestly, yeah.
1: yes. Um, a lot of people mm-hmm. still consider my empanadas finger food, but I mean, we fill them till we can't no more, so they're pretty full. Um, we have a three, what I call the three for special, and um, we do three for because you know three a three pack because most people will eat three and be very very full. Yeah. Um. So you know it it, it depends. You know. I mean, I had a young girl one time. She was a little inebriated and um, she stood by my food truck and she stood there for about an hour and she threw down on nine of them, and um, so somehow she was able to fit nine inside of her. You know, in 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 her stomach. At one given time, I've never seen that much eaten at once, but (laughs) (laughs) so, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Empanada eating contest.
1: (laughs) I'm telling you, we've never had one, but we just might have. (laughs) That sounds
0: interesting. Yes. That would be great. Yeah. Empanada eating contest. That
1: would be interesting. (laughs) Right. Man,
0: that sounds great.
1: We have 33 different fillings. I will tell you that. We do have 33 different fillings, and that doesn't include the, the dessert ones that we have.
0: Um, now, we however, have to get a,
1: now, you have to understand, so you
0: have to stop taking my questions away from me.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Because
0: <laughs> I was going to say, so how many different ways can you make an empanada? <laughs>
1: yeah, well, tr- you can make empanadas uh, really two ways. You can either fry them or bake them. Uh, traditional South American empanadas are baked. Uh um empanadas did however a lot of people say oh it's mexican no by far is it mexican mexico was actually probably one of the last countries to incorporate the empanada into their menu they originated in spain um which i am also part spaniard Uh so they originated in spain it's a tapas which uh means uh like a finger food you know um so that is so that is definitely one of the infamous or famous um uh, so, uh, finger foods and Spanish empanadas. So, but all over South America, they have them. And there's this one that is made in Uruguay, uh, Paraguay, Bolivia, Argentina, Chile, Peru, Ecuador. Um, it's one that has a ground beef filling with olives, either green or black. It There is a difference, uh, egg, boiled egg and raisins. And I know, I know. You hear these three things and you're thinking, what what do you mean? Eggs, olives, raisins. That's disgusting. What? And believe me, as a child, I was like, no way am I eating that. I promise, Chuck, it works. It works. It is a wow. fusion that actually you bite into it, and it's it's dynamic. It really is. It's absolutely, it just works. They yeah. figured it out and and we do have that one on my menu as well. Uh-huh. And I have to admit it is one of my biggest sellers. People like to try a lot of traditional or a lot of, um, you know, uh, authentic food. And that is the most authentic one we have is what I call the, uh, the authentic Peruvian and okay. all the other fillings that we have are kind of like our creation. Someone will tell me, Oh, why don't you have a pulled pork one? Okay. Oh. Come back next week. I will have one. Right. And you know, and why don't you have this? Why don't you have that? And I'll be honest with you going up and down, you know, th- you know, different restaurants going up and out, down the aisles of the supermarkets. I just get little ideas. Right. And um, start creating them at home just to test with us. Right. And then it it, it takes a while. It takes a while. And believe me, I've had to pull a lot from my menu that I just did not like. And um, but for the most part, we will carry about 13 to 14 at a time on the truck. Uh, She is small. She's six by 12. She's not very big. So um, there's only so much we can carry inside the trailer. But, you know, we we definitely do carry a good variety.
0: Right. And that was our next question was going to be because you're talking about. You know people asking for something and you and you try to make it mm-hmm. now. That doesn't is that that doesn't like get in the way of your uh profit margins and stuff. And I there's a free restaurant who get caught up in that hey, why don't you have snowballs? Why don't you have this? Why don't you have that? And next thing you know, they got a menu like a diner with like 300 items, you know.
1: Well, that's typical Jersey right there. <laughs> typical Jersey diner is like it's like the Bible in oh, front God. of you for a menu. <laughs> And they will make it fresh for you on the spot. Well, here's the thing. Um, I, I've never, I've always, I'm not trained by any means. I don't have a chef certification or degree or however that works with me. I've just always cooked. I've always liked cooking. I like the taste of food. I like the way I can put things together and create something. I cannot tell you the last time I followed a recipe cause I just work on the fly. Um, I watched my mom, my grandmother, my aunts all cook growing up. And it's just something I just, baking is another story. Can I bake? Yes. Have I baked? Yes. Will I bake? Eh. Do I want to? No. no. But cook <laughs> anytime. Just give me two, three items. Oh, I love watching Chopped on, on, on the Food Network. Uh-huh. Oh, because I'm a, you know, like they give you these weird ingredients. I'm like, oh, this is what I would make. I'd make blah 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 and you know, I love doing stuff like that. So I like right. now will it affect my profit margins? Not really, because I will tell you after five years and cooking for over 30, 35 years I've been cooking. Um I use only certain products. So for instance, I will not and cannot use, say, steak in my empanadas. I have to use um Uh, For instance, Chuck, we have to cook it for about eight hours and we shred it and uh, we can't use things like anything really heavy, like beans, because the problem is we freeze our empanadas. Okay, Uh so we make them fresh, our our commissary in Joppa, Uh and then we freeze them. And the reason why we freeze them is because I don't have the space for refrigeration in my truck. Freezers are a lot more accommodating for us. So we freeze them and then as you come to my window and you order them, we, my husband pulls them out of the freezer and then we fry them. And within five minutes, it's fresh. And when we first opened five years ago, you know, we were making 50, 60, maybe 65 a week, a week. And that would sustain us because our sales were so low. Right. Today we're making between 240 to 270 a day. And I still can't keep up with demand. Um, that's a, that's a, that's yeah, a, it is. It is. And mind uh, you, we, we, we enclose. We make one by hand. Every single one. There's no machine. Uh-huh. There's no, you know, easy way. They're all we bought. Uh, we bought several presses from Argentina. We had them imported, um, and that's what we use. And my husband literally makes them one by one. I make all the fillings. Uh-huh. I I leave work. I go straight to Japa. I make my fillings. I refrigerate it at commissary. Next morning, my husband. Goes down there. He makes them, freezes them, and depending on the event, we load up and we go. And that's the way we make. Them. Oh, right. um, I cannot use things. Since I'm going to give you an example, we had a we have one called the Tex Mex. When we first opened, it was uh, chicken thigh, cut up and seasoned with uh, black beans and corn and rice and all these Mexican flavors. Right?
0: Sounds so good.
1: It sounds it sounds great. <laughs> it was delicious. And it was great the moment I enclosed it and fried it. But the moment I froze it, because I have to test them the way you're going to get them. So we froze them, waited a day, went to fry them. And no matter how long I cooked it, that thick piece of chicken and those dense beans just would not get hot enough. So you would bite into it. And most parts were hot, but the beans in the center were cold. So then I had to revamp. Okay, now what do I change?
0: What do I change?
1: Right. So now yeah. we do, we still use chicken, but we use breast. And we, now we shred all our chicken. Shred that, it. Right. Shred it. Yeah. It cooks and warms up better. Same yeah. thing with the beef. So we'll, we do use 100% beef. It's usually like a chuck, kind of top round with a lot of fat. And we shred it, or we use ground beef, which is what really um, helps keep it nice and hot and it'll reheat perfectly. Everything's fully cooked before they get frozen. Nothing's raw. And um, it's great. It's, you know, it works out. So if somebody were like you, like if you told me, um, oh, can you, would you put this on your menu? First of all, I'd have to see, can I make it? You know what I mean? Right. I don't want it to just say like, I've never really cooked Indian food for se. So mm-hmm. um, somebody said, why don't you make a butter chicken one? Sounds mm-hmm. great. I've had it. I love butter chicken. I think it's delicious, but it's something I'd have to first test before and then have a good friend of mine who, who was an Indian food connoisseur, have her test it and say, Hey, is this? as close to your authentic or cause I don't want to just make it to say I made it. I want right. to make it and be as close a product. to the authenticity as possible yeah. before putting it on my menu. I never want to be told, Oh look, well she tried, you know, right. no, I want to make it, you know, like my Korean barbecue beef. It huh. is authentic bagogi sauce that I make from scratch. And I learned it from a Korean lady.
0: See, that's smart. You, you when you have these different ideas, you learn it from somebody that knows it. It's their yeah. industry, you know, it's there. it's what they do, right? Yeah. So when you talk about freezing these, how did, does that affect the quality of the product? I'm just curious when you freeze it and you fry it.
1: Absolutely not. Because see, uh, when we were first uh, making our empanelles, when I was making 56 to 65 a week, I used to, you know, the the, the uh-huh. shell, the the, the, out, the outside part, uh-huh. uh, I used to make it myself because it was just a small batches, but honestly with working full time, And making us, you know, up to almost 300 a day because we make each tray holds 30 and we make, you know, eight, nine, 10 trays a day, depending on what we have to catch up on in inventory. I can't. I just don't have the power or the time to make that amount of dough on a daily basis and still keep it fresh. So we have um, partnered with Goya and they now supply us with the discs that we need because, you know, the, the shell's called the disc. They <laughs> supply us with the discs that we need. And we buy about, I don't know, 10, 12 cases a week. We go through each case holds 240 empanadas that we can make. Um, and we buy that many per week. And um, it's great because this way I don't have to worry about me making. And plus the dough now stays consistent. It's the same dough. Right. Okay. So that's how I keep my dough consistent, as I said. Um, and so we will keep that relationship with Goya going as long as I can. Maybe one day, I don't know. Maybe I'll resort going back to making my own dough, but it is a bit much. So we we, we like the arrangement we have right now with that.
0: Yeah, and I was going to ask. I, I, I'm sure it's a process of making your own dough because it's like so time consuming, right? Yeah. So yeah. much it goes into it. Absolutely. Yeah. And is it like, does it take like hours for the dough to set and rise and all that stuff? Or is it, am I wrong with the wrong path?
1: Yeah. Well, um, the old, the first uh, time I started making it, you know, about, I don't know, 20 years ago, I made this one batch for a party I was uh, having at home. Uh, I did the mistake and I did do it like regular bread. I put yeast for it to rise. That was the wrong way to go. I I don't use, it's just basically it's just dough, water, uh, some oil. Um, and it's pretty much it. I don't use uh, the yeast made it rise and it was great. But when I went to fry it, it was more like um, I don't know if you ever heard uh, or eaten fry bread, which is like or like a, uh, in Jersey, we have Zeppoles, um, with, you with know, little puff balls of dough that you fry and you put sugar on. It, it was very doughy. I didn't like it. So um, it's a uh-huh. pretty simple re- recipe. It's just it's just a lot. It's just a, and I, I mean, I don't even have the equipment for something like that, you know, for yeah. that
0: volume. So the Zeppelis, is that like the fried dough that you would get at the um, carnival? At the
1: Italian? Yeah, well, we used to get a a St. Rocco's Fest in Elizabeth, New Jersey, You get a bag. I forget how many you get for a dollar with a lot of powdered sugar. And don't ever inhale while you're putting one in your mouth. You (laughs) will
0: choke. Right. Like the cinnamon challenge, right? (laughs)
1: Yes, exactly. (laughs) Right. So I know you talked
0: about um, because you love to cook, because my next question was going to be, why did you choose this industry? You know, Mm -hmm. and I think you you touched on that. It's just because you love to cook.
1: Yeah, I like it's not just that I like to cook because I think a lot of people enjoy cooking. I love the faces people make when they bite into one of my empanadas. Like oh man that was so good, or I have kids saying you know giving me adjectives to my to my food I never heard of before <laughs> and and they just I do I really like the 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 look on people's faces the compliments the high fives the added girls, I I love it and, you know and my family my boy I have three three boys a thirty two year old and twenty year old twins, and um my boys grew up eating my food they will refuse they will refuse any fast food um as long as i can cook it's like they most kids were like yeah yeah it's mcdonald's nope not my kids my kids always wanted me to cook and i love that i love it because i yeah. know what i'm putting into their bodies i know what i'm feeding them and you know right knock on wood everyone's healthy not on wood so.
0: now i gotta i'm gonna throw something at you mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: i have a new marketing scheme for you oh you gotta get somebody who's crafty to build you a frame right okay and then they have to eat your empanada in that frame that you take a picture of them eating at with their face, and you hashtag, you know whatever first
1: bite, four one zero
0: Empanada face or something. Okay, and then, you know then you'll you'll start this trend on your for your food truck.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? That sounds like a good idea. I love right? that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. <laughs> I like that. I'm
0: full of. I'm and, full of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, John's handy, so I'm gonna put him to work
0: see <laughs> there you go and the frame could be orange with some oh oreo gosh, stuff yes. around it yes. and yes. Ellen, orange
1: like, and black
0: and empanadas like hang yeah. up of it or something you know my
1: orange little logo I don't know. Know. I don't know if you've seen our logo but we have the little and we have him trademarked he, he belongs to me and his name is empanada joe started oh, off so. as empanada jose but he is now empanada joe yeah and um he's my little guy so yeah i love to put his little face on there too
0: <laughs> there you go you can hashtag uh empanada like empanada joe joe's nose his face or something (laughs) we'll come up with it absolutely (laughs)
1: we'll come up. you'll see it'll get done it'll get done
0: that's awesome there you go (laughs) so what are some of the challenges that you
1: face um you know i mean i guess the challenges is uh time is more of i guess our biggest challenge um I am not out there uh, full time. You know, I'm not out there Monday through Sunday or Monday through Saturday in the morning. We don't do breakfast crowds. We don't do lunch crowds because, again, I I work. So all my events, uh, we book from four o'clock on. Um, You know, I'm up at four o'clock in the morning every day. I leave my house by five. I'm at work by six. I leave at two. I'm home by three. So then I do events after that. Um I I get a lot of vacation time at work as well. Um and a lot of my vacation time goes to that since my boys aren't little anymore and I don't have to stay home cuz i got sniffles or anything like that. I right. use a lot of my personal vacation time to do events, you know, uh the events that we have to be there earlier. I I I have a great boss. I really do. I have an amazing boss. I I give him my list around January, February, my entire history, you know, my whole schedule. These days, I'm leaving an hour early. These days, I'm leaving two hours early. These days, I need off. And that's just the way we work. So it'd be, you know, if I had more time to do it, it would Uh be great. Um, One day, I mean, I'd like to retire early from work, uh, maybe once the boys graduate from college. Um, And then, you know, do this more on a full time basis. We also want to do a brick and mortar at some, you know, some point down the line. Uh Um, So, you know, I guess our biggest challenge is time. I wish I had a little bit uh, more of it so that I can go out there a little more and feed everyone more.
0: You're too too good at this because... You keep you keep taking my questions away.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I know. Well, well, maybe you can get on the truck and I'll sit on your chair.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> that was my next question: was do you do you foresee yourself making a brick and mortar store with this? And what about franchising? You know? Yeah.
1: Well, we have been approached. I ca- I lost count on how many times people have not just emailed me like those uh, spam. Ma- I mean, actual people coming up to me saying we want to franchise you know franchise you guys. Right. And I I Chuck I have worked too hard and i am getting too old to be sitting here and giving people my money and i'm not doing that because they want a huge chunk of our you know you know like 10 15 percent of this and you know, I, i'd rather just open my brick and mortar and if it goes well then open the second if it goes well we'll open the third and four on my own i don't know if i the whole franchising maybe i don't know enough about it maybe i'm naive maybe it's not that way but from what i've heard it's you know it's it's almost like somebody's taking over you know what i mean yeah, so um, there's
0: another podcast that I listen to on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. When you text me when we're finished this interview and we start having this correspondence, mm-hmm. I will um, send you the information. This guy specializes in franchising. That's so oh, what he does. Okay. And from what I listen to, that's why I ask people when I talk about these smaller businesses because, mm-hmm. you know, when I listen to this guy talk about it, I'm like, it's such a good idea to franchise because there's so much you can do with it, you know?
1: Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you why I thought it was a good idea. First of all, I never wanted it. I just wanted a food truck, part-time, help with bills, help, you know, put our boys through school and so on and so forth. Then it became more of a, okay, well, you know, I like this a lot. Let's let's keep doing it. You know, like I've never once, not once in almost five years have I ever dreaded Putting my foot inside that food truck. That's,
0: that's I look, great. I look
1: forward to it. I enjoy it. The people, they're great. You know, yeah. I know. I know people have a lot of bad experiences with customers. We all do. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I'm gonna have to say 99.9999% of my customers are amazing people. They are. And I don't. I hate using the word customers because to me they're like my friends. Right. For you, for you to come up to my truck and at you know and buy my food and and consistently come back over and over and over that's not a customer that's a friend you know what i mean you, yeah. they're supporting us yes they're getting a good product but they're also support if it wasn't for them we'd be nowhere I'll, I'll tell you within a month of us opening our food truck at the lot that we used to park in in aberdeen we i mean chuck if we were making 50 60 a day it was a lot uh-huh. and i remember one time sitting there in the corner and i was just crying i said to my husband i said did, what did we just do we just emptied out our bank account and we made the biggest mistake of our lives. I said, now I it's, it's not like I, I can return the sink or I can return the flooring we put up. I said, we are, we are, we're in trouble.
0: We're, we're done with this. We'll just return it now. Oh, <laughs>
1: I said, what a mistake. And then, you know, then we got one little opportunity and the next with the next. Now I'm turning, I put it this way. Today is what? The 20th of Yeah. yeah today is December 20th. And I am 110% booked for 2023. I don't have a single date open. I'm oh. booked all next year.
0: That is awesome. Yeah. Great, great. So What you a know, great feeling. Yeah,
1: right? it is. It is good. Is awesome. And honestly, I have to do it that way. I'm not saying I'm the only truck. I'm sure all trucks can do it. There's amazing trucks out there with That's amazing great. food. But because of my full-time work, I don't have the, the, the uh, leisure of saying, yeah, yeah, maybe I'll do it next. No, I have to know what I'm up against so that I can plan my personal life and my work life around my food truck. And I do. I live my life around my food truck. Uh, that is good. you know That's so awesome. i i try to put a lot of uh, of our time and our thought and and our love into it so that you know we could be out there and yeah and we are you know i mean i'm not saying we're the only empanada uh so, you know out there but that i know of we're the only food truck out there with empanadas and um it's you know i i would like to franchise it going back to that question because um i can't be everywhere at all times so i'd like to right. you know kind of spread it out there and put it out there. So you know what? I will be taking that info from
0: your friend. You never know. Yeah. You never know. You just never know what, you know, what possibilities can come out Mm -hmm. of
1: it. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And it's it's interesting because I hope whoever is listening to this podcast listens and hears this part. I was driving down 95 Mm -hmm. towards DC one night. Oh, sorry. One morning it was, it was kind of early. And this food truck kind of passes me and I just kind of glanced at it and now, remember, we're driving down 95 right. and I look over and I see these two women because he had the back doors open with the gate up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I look over and there's two women back there cooking in this food truck while it's driving. Oh, my goodness. So I kind of hit the gas and catch up because so I wanted to see what truck it was. They were making pupusas. So it was a El Salvadorian uh, food
1: truck. And they were cooking while the truck <laughs> is rolling on the highway.
0: They were rolling down 95, cooking pupusas, man. And you know I what? Like, those, great.
1: those are determined women, let me tell you. Right? Those are de- that's That's determination. I don't have that kind of determination. I'm I mean, sorry. I value you- my life
0: too much. <laughs> How do you cook on a food truck while it's I driving? I don't know. Right? I don't
1: know. I'll tell you. Sometimes John has to uh, roll the the trailer off these uh like um the lifters that we put the tires on like for balancing these little trucks that we have. Right. And he'll and he'll say, "Hey, just give me a minute. I'm going to just pull the truck. You know, the truck up just a foot. It's literally six seven inches. He's pulling up, and the trailer shakes so hard. I cannot imagine driving down 95 making food. I would lose my balance and probably break my neck or something. Making
0: infidelities while you're rolling exactly. down 95. Oh, no way.
1: <laughs> that is nuts. I wish you should. Oh, you should have taken a picture. That's awesome. I would yeah. love to see that.
0: And, and I tell you, I, I think what I'm going to do is start digging around on the internet and find out who they are. I got to interview them. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, it'd be good. Yeah. Well, while you're interviewing them, she's probably going to be making food too. So you're going to hear a lot of clickety clacky in the back. And, uh, and fizzling,
0: fizzling of the beef, <laughs> cooking.
1: Oh um, my! Like, and uh. it's funny because pupusas are a lot like empanadas. You know, empanadas. You know, uh, Indians have samosas. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and as El Salvadorans, Bolivia, mm-hmm. a lot of Central Americans have pupusas. pupusas. Um, Yes, and so it's basically it's just you know it's dough filled with deliciousness. You know, something good. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, because I love when a good pupusa. They take their first
0: bite. And they're gonna, you get to get a picture of their face, and we're to yes. frame it, and you're when gonna the eyes your, rolling
1: back, yes, and back. you're gonna
0: put it on your social media, and I people am? are gonna love it. Absolutely. See that? I gave you that Absolutely. great idea. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Chuck. <laughs> you're very welcome. Absolutely. So, you know, one of the final questions here, and I think I will touched on a little bit, but I think you know, how has the pandemic changed your business model? You know.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. It, God, I hope this doesn't sound horrible, but it was like the best thing that ever happened to us.
0: There's you people know? have said that. Okay, Absolutely. yeah, okay I mean, I that. I
1: feel bad yeah. because I just know personally how many restaurants had to close down, you know, because yeah. they weren't allowed to see anyone, you know, and yeah. and staff gets sick and this and that and the hours weren't there and the prices are through the roof, and so, but somehow, luckily the governor, I, I remember when he, there was an email that came out, something about that, uh, Luckily that mobile units and mobile trucks, you know, food trucks were allowed to stay in business as long as we followed through with, you know, mm-hmm. keeping proper hygiene and proper, you know, uh, uh, you know, cleaning yep. and this and that just, you know, offering, you know, the mask, you know, just going, you know, whatever they mandated, as long as we followed it, we were allowed to stay in business. And so we, we, we just did what we had to do. We, I've never bought so much sanitizer in my life <laughs> and anything that was, you know, bacteria, this, you know, and every order was now to go versus, you know, cause we serve our food. A lot of trucks do their food always to go. I don't, I tried to be very environmental, uh, uh, try to be very environmentally conscious. And as, yeah. as far as, you know, extra waste, um, some foods, you have to do it that way. Like a pizza, you have to put it in a box. You know, I'm not going to, they're not going to give you pizza on a plate. You know, they have to give you a whole pie in a box. I get it. Right. You know, certain sandwich soups, you have to put in a container, you know, I get it, but my food it's fried. And so, um, I have to put them in and in, uh, we usually put what we call a boat, you know, with our, we have our uh, logo paper, our, lo- uh-huh. we have wax paper with our logo on it and we put on a boat when you're eating right there at the brewery, at the event, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, but with, with uh, COVID, we decided to do everything to go, you know, close containers. So everything was uh, you know, we used containers. Uh, we sealed everything. We used um, you know, and Oh, and we also incorporated um online ordering which we never really had you know um so we incorporated um, online ordering with uh, foodtruck.pub and um which is a great little system doesn't cost us anything um they help small businesses and we just updated our menu people would order they'd give you know we opened up different time slots they'd say we'll be there at 3 30 this is my name. This is my order. Here's my payment. And then at three 30, their order was fresh, hot, ready to go. And it was very minimal interaction. We also changed our, uh, credit card system where Mm -hmm. no more signatures, you know, anything under hundred dollars is just tap and go. I don't need your card. You don't have to sign nothing. Tap and go. They had theirs. We had ours. And so we try to follow, um, all the rules and regulations of course. And because people were I mean, we were hibernating. That's what I thats what I call it. We were hibernating, you know, yeah. locked up inside our houses. So w- when we would go to uh, a development um, and we would let people know, you know, uh, a week, two weeks ahead, hey, on this day, we're going to be here. And um, uh-huh. people would, you know, orders would just start piling in. I mean, we were sold out before we got there. Orders would just start piling in, piling and piling in and we have it all ready. And then we get there, start frying and boxing, frying and boxing. And it really kept us afloat. And I can't tell you how many people said thank you to us for that. Yeah. Like, thank you, because we can't go nowhere. My favorite restaurant's closed or, you yep. know, my mom is sick or so-and-so or the kids. Or, you know, just these five minutes walking here, I, I got a little piece for my kids or whatever it was. And and it, it just felt good that we could still provide a little normalcy and to a time in our lives where we felt so abnormal. Everything was just so upside down and so... I mean, I'm 49 years old, and in my in my life, I've never ever experienced anything like this. You know, no Absolutely. closure schools. I mean, that was unheard of. So right. it it was it, to me. I mean, the pandemic was in in itself horrible, you know. But for business, for us specific, for 410 Panas it was it was a blessing. It really was. It really was a blessing. Right.
0: And and that that's awesome because there's a lot of people you know I talk to about that. They they have the same kind of story to where, mm-hmm. you know, they 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 know friends who have lost you know several restaurants because you know you can't seat people,
1: right?
0: And they go out of business because you're not allowed to open, right? And then you have stories like you where people are like, "This is the best thing that's happened to me," you know. I'm out there. I'm. I'm um, able to cook and provide food for everybody. Right. And it's it's maybe a a killing, you know.
1: Yeah. So you have really both are.
0: sides of it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And it's it's really a shame that you know we ended up where we did, but you know I'm I'm very optimistic, and that's why I I do what I do with my business because I know restaurants are going to rebound from this, and they're starting to now. And there's plenty oh, absolutely,
1: people, absolutely, absolutely, right?
0: plenty out there who are thriving and surviving and i want to help them
1: right absolutely and we appreciate it because believe me we all we all need that push we all need that help and um yeah that's why i kind of feel bad i mean i feel bad when i say it was a blessing to us because i know how it was the opposite for so (sighs) many um you know me personally my husband and i personally we know people that after 20 something years in business, they had to shut down and it just, and they were not, you know, not even near retirement yet. So it's like, it's not like, oh, well, we'll just close down early. No, I, I, it really, it was, it was bad. It was, it was really bad. And I really feel bad for for those folks. And, um, um, but, you know, I always feel like I'm not trying to get religious, but I just feel like God always hands you whatever you, he knows what, what you can handle. And I felt like we did what we could with what was handed to us. And we went with it. We just crossed our fingers and said, let's, let's see what, what happens now. And right, it, it was for us, it was a blessing, but we also learned a lot from it too. We also right. learned a lot, you know, what not to do, what to do and, uh-huh. and learn from your mistakes and move forward, you know?
0: Absolutely. And I'll um, talk to you a little bit after I got another thing I want to talk to you about too, about that mm-hmm. app that I had developed. Oh. That would have really helped during covid times, but you know i wasn't the best at trying to find investors so it just kind of uh, but it's okay you know i mean it was it was a rough time for everybody of course and nobody to do anything you know and yeah. it's just that's just how it is you know
1: yeah yeah and and it's still tough like you said you know uh, yeah. uh, with the whole brick and mortar going back to that my husband always says gladys um i don't know you know i don't know he says how are we going to find staff Seems like, you know, it's hard just to find staff and, you know, and keep staff in because we hear it from our friends. You know, we have friends that have restaurants. We have, you know, some friends of ours that have a restaurant and two food trucks. And uh-huh. um, and I and they have great staff. I mean, I've met a lot of them. They're, you know, great girls and guys. But um, that's that's rare, you know, to find um, staff that's willing to stay or that wants to work. I'm not saying everybody's lazy. Nobody wants to work. It's just it's difficult in this industry. Define, you know, because we are, mind you, my food truck has no AC. I have no heat. So right now when it's 32 degrees outside, it's probably 28 in my truck. It's cold. There's no heat, you know, so we do warm up with a little bit of heat that comes out of the freezers. And my husband tries to adjust the uh, fryers to blow some of that heat inside the truck. Um, and that does help. But summertime to ask someone that you're paying twelve, fifteen dollars an hour. Hey, by the way, gonna, it's going to it's going to get about one hundred and ten in here. But, you know, it's only six hours. You'll be here. No big deal. It's a it's a lot to ask someone, you know, because right. this past summer, the highest my, it was one hundred and thirteen in my truck one day. You no, know, we were in, <laughs> in Darlington. I said, John, I am literally going to melt in this truck you know it gets it gets very hot and there is no cool i mean there's three two fryers at 350 going on we are in a small confined space again we have a very very small trailer small so that heat just stays in there you know and yeah health department code i cannot open my back doors i can't open my, everything else to be closed so it gets very hot so to ask someone to work for any amount of money in those conditions is tough i don't blame them you know yeah. i do it because it's my business but you couldn't pay me enough to do it, you know, for someone else. I really couldn't, I couldn't do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that is, that is true. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's difficult, but you know, so yeah. hopefully one day when, when we get there, we'll, we'll figure it out. Like, like always, we'll figure it out.
0: So how far out is full time for you on this food truck?
1: How far out is that? Uh, yeah. uh, well, five,
0: five years, four years. The the, I
1: mean, my boys, uh, I mean, my company provides health insurance to my children as long as they're in school till they're 26. They just turned 20. So I am I mean, hopefully by the time they're 20 and maybe six years, you know, Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. I mean, the way things are going, I, I'd like to be full time now, but unfortunately yeah. I, I just, I mean, I can't give up my pension, my 401k, my, my benefits, you know, I, it's hard to give that up, you know, after yeah, so many absolutely. years. Right. 26 years under my belt it's like to give that up now it's like even though I, the food truck i love more i i just can't right you know financially and and ethically yeah. i just can't do it right now
0: yeah it's a it's a it's a great commitment you know yeah it is to know that family comes first even though the empanadas are reigning king but the family yes. has to be first right and right know.
1: now we're, we're very comfortable the way we're doing things i mean honestly chuck if i took on more jobs that's just I don't know where the time, what time I would have to actually make that happen, Yeah, you know, because I mean, we're bringing hundreds of empanadas to each event and we are coming back with empty freezers just to restock again and do it all over and do it all over and do it all over. And again, I don't mind. It's just like the more events we take on, just the more I have to make. And just, you know, again, there's that word time, you know?
0: Right. Yep. So, all right so do you have anything anything else you want to add
1: or want well to yeah about? actually actually um we never have any specials uh, uh we never do coupons or anything like that because you know we just <clears throat> never had to or just never really thought about it but here's something for you how about anybody of your listeners hopefully now our listeners that comes up to my trailer when they see me anytime i'm not saying oh it expires on uh, generate no for the rest of 2023, you come up to me and tell me, I heard your podcast. You'll get a free empanada of your choice, whether it's savory or sweet, whatever, one empanada of your choice on us as a way of saying thank you for listening and supporting us.
0: Wow. That's, that's awesome. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much. And and that
1: includes you too. And that includes you too, Chuck.
0: Well, I think I can eat about 10 or 15 bananas myself. Okay.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Come on down anytime you like. We are doing, by the way, we're doing New Year. I don't know if I could promote here, but we are doing um, New Year's Eve at Hopkins Farm Brewery. We are there from 12 to 730. They do a yearly keg drop. They actually literally drop a keg for New Year's. It's amazing. It's really cool. And we do it every year with them. So come oh, on that down.
0: Sounds interesting. Yeah. yeah I'll have really to check cool. that out because I don't a good think time. I have any plans. You know, I never really make plans for any holidays or anything right. because I just never know where I'm at or what I'm going to do, where I'm going to be doing. And, yeah. you know, so I kind of leave my, my calendar open for stuff like this, you know,
1: yeah. well come so on down and you'll be I'm home early, you know, cause I think they call it early. I think it's around eight o'clock. Cause you know um, because of the holiday. So, you know, you can come on down and have some food. They have amazing beer and uh, it's just, it's a great place. There are all these brewers are amazing. There's not one better than the other. They're all amazing, but that's what we're going to be at on New Year's Eve.
0: Yeah, you know, that's that's all. I really appreciate you Absolutely. to give us that Thank that you. offer of a, a one free empanada.
1: Yes, of your choice. Absolutely. Of your choice. I
0: <laughs> really appreciate that. that. That is awesome. Yeah,
1: no problem. Really Anytime.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Are you, and you know, there you have it. Anybody listening, you know, reach out to you. Now, now I guess last thing in closing is how, how do people reach out to you? So you have Instagram and Facebook. Yes. Yeah, so, so right much.
1: now we are on Facebook uh, Instagram and Twitter. Again, I don't really know how to use Twitter, but you're welcome to use it. Uh, messaging. They can call me on my, uh, cell phone, 757-513-2295. You can call text. You can email us at four one zero empanadas with an S at the end at gmail.com. Um, the website again, it's down. Hopefully it'll be up soon after we speak to Chuck and get some advice. And, um, and, but that's the best way to reach us really is through, um, Probably through social media. It's
0: the best way to appreciate that. Appreciate that. Appreciate that.
1: Absolutely. Well,
0: Gladys, thank you so much for coming on and taking the time to interview with me and and offering up that free empanada. That was that was nice. Appreciate that.
1: No problem.
0: And I will. Yeah, absolutely. I will talk to you soon. We'll chat after this. Okay. And see what we can do to to drum up some stuff for you. Sounds good. Can't wait. Yeah. All right, Chuck. Thank you so much. Have have a a good holiday, guys. Uh, You too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Bye. You've been listening to the QAC Team podcast with your host, Charles Luttrell. Today, we took you beyond the restaurant table and into the kitchen with leaders and business owners in your community. For more information, visit us at QACTeam.com or Facebook and Instagram at QAC.Team.